Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Work Thrive, a podcast for entrepreneurial women redefining the meaning of work. And I'm your host, Katie Glenn. In each episode, you will hear candid conversations with female founders, movement makers, and thought leaders to help you navigate success on your own terms. So let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome. Yes, we are back with season two. What a year. The last time we spoke, 2020 was already mad. By now, here in November, I'm ready to put on my Christmas tickle and leave this year alone. I mean, just get me out, right? But I'm really glad to be back with a new season of the podcast with some incredible guests. 12 episodes, 12 weeks, nothing short of awe-inspiring wisdom, lessons, and obviously in business, brutal honesty. To kick it off, in this episode, I'm speaking with Tiwa Ogunlesi, confidence coach, speaker, podcast host, and founder of Confident and Killing It. Tiwa, a former project manager turned full-time entrepreneur, has worked with disruptive brands like Google, TikTok, Depop, and so many more. Earlier this year, at the beginning of lockdown, I caught up with Tiwa. With a business model built on in-person events, Tiwa felt the impact of COVID-19. But as the year went on, she pivoted, adjusted her business model, and simply put, she made it happen. We caught up at the end of summer, and she tells it all. We talk candidly about her own confidence journey, how she built her new business model, how we can define confidence for ourselves, and man, do we dig deep into the world of purpose, what it is, and how to pursue it in our own unique way. I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as we both did. So let's just dial back a little bit. To you, what exactly is self-confidence? Like, what does it even mean to be confident? Like, you started confident and killing it in 2017 and you kind of built this revolution for women where we can acknowledge ourselves and we can give ourselves what we need but what exactly is self-confidence to you I think it's just in-depth belief in yourself and in your abilities I think you know for me one thing about me is that I will always bet on myself regardless of 
what's going on in the world, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how things might be looking on the surface level. It's this unapologetic, consistent kind of no turning back. I'm believing mm-hmm. in myself. I'm betting on myself and I'm going to keep doing this forever. Like it's a lifestyle type of thing. So it's really just believing all the greatness and the gems and the gifts that you have inside of you. Yeah. And I love that you said that it's a lifestyle kind of thing. Cause I think sometimes we, we think that self-confidence is like this one and done thing. Like we're going to wake up one day and we've got it. We're the most confident, unapologetic person in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. Like it's something that you constantly have to work on, you know, how did you get into this work? How did your journey of self-confidence begin? So I was actually quite an insecure teenager. So on the outside, I looked pretty confident. And I, you know, I like, I did the talent shows. I was acting like I was really that kid who did a lot of things. But really, that was driven from a place of not feeling good enough and not Mm. feeling talented enough or gifted enough because I come from a very creative family, but I can't draw or paint or make music or things like that. But that comes really naturally to my family and my siblings. So I was the one who was really good at school and reading and academics. And so I kind of always pushed myself because I just felt like that was the only thing I had to offer the world. So my biggest kind of like insecure thoughts were I'm not talented enough. I'm not skinny enough because I would always compare my body to my sister's body, who's like Mm. something and she could eat whatever she wanted. Meanwhile, I was the one who was always exercising and going on all these crazy diets. And so that was continuously playing over and over and over again in my mind. And it got really exhausting. And um, it wasn't until I was 21, my mom gave me this book called 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. And that book literally changed my whole life because in the book, he talks about how growth is intentional and how, you know, you're not just going to become the woman of your dreams one day through age. Like growth has nothing to do with age. Growth is intentional because I used to think, oh, when I'm 25, I'll be grown. I'll be making money. Life will be good. But actually there are people who are 30 and still have zero self-awareness. So when I realized that, like, my life was my responsibility and I had the power to create the woman I wanted to become and create the life I had, I wanted to become. And it's not just, oh, as I grow older, things will happen. It's like, no, Mm. what's your game plan? What's your strategy? That's when I heard about confidence being a practice and confidence being a strategy. And I'm a very competitive person. I'm an Aries. I love winning. <laughs> so I don't you know the worst when it comes to competition. <laughs> yes, I don't even play games out here with anyone. And especially <laughs> myself. <laughs> so when I realized it's a battlefield. Your mind is literally mm. a battlefield and your positive and negative thoughts are always fighting against each other. I was like, right, we're in a battle. Let's do this. What's my game plan? What's my strategy? Mm. And I created a strategy to build my confidence. And when I saw how much that changed me, the freedom it gave me when I no longer were, had like self-hate thoughts continuously playing over and over and I started to love myself and love my body, I was like, Wow. This freedom, Mm. I need to share it with every single woman because it's sad that our norm is not loving ourselves. Like 
you're when if you see a woman talking about how much she hates her body, that doesn't surprise you. But if you see a woman talking about how much she loves herself, that's like, oh, like you know, she's oh, a she's bit so, full of herself. Yeah, you know, mm. or like, wow, you're just so confident, and it's like, no, this is normal. Like, normal. this is how everyone should be. So that's what really motivated me to start confident and killing it because I was like, I've seen this generational cycle of low self-esteem go over and over again, passed down from woman to woman to woman. Enough is enough. Everyone deserves to love and believe in themselves and to have freedom and mm. to have a mind that, that that empowers them rather than a mind that sabotages them. Yeah, incredible. I think the thing about what I've learned about confidence, it's, it is an act of freedom. It's an act of self-liberation. And when you tap into that, you unlock so much about yourself that you've been, or that we've been conditioned to hide because, you know, we live in a society where, like we said earlier, we see a woman that's confident. And the first thing that we either think is she's either so full of herself or like who does she think she is you know the, that common line or oh my god how have you done it like it's not normal that women walk around confident and bold because you know we also live in a capital capitalist society that sells people things that they hope they'll fix their insecurities versus help them deal with it and that's the kind of society we live in but how do we begin that journey of building self-confidence So the first thing first is to understand that confidence is a practice. So Mm. pretty much like a fitness journey, if you do the things you need to do at the gym, you will see results. If you go and work out consistently, you will see results. On the other hand, if you don't do anything, you're not just going to wake up one day with abs. That's not how this works. So confidence is the same thing you need to practice specific things to build your confidence. And if you don't do anything at all, then you are not going to be confident. It's as simple as that. So when it comes to the things you can practice, the first thing I always say to people is you need to know your strengths. You need to know what you're working with, what resources, what gifts, what talents, what greatness is inside of you. You need to wake up to that. Before you can be confident, there needs to be an awakening where you begin to understand that you matter simply because you exist. You are worthy. Your worth is intrinsic and it doesn't, it doesn't depend on how much money you have or what job you have or mm-hmm. where you are born or what color of your skin is. Like Understanding that your life is valuable. And what that value is, you need to connect with that. So that's the first thing. Know your strengths. And then also know what your values are. Know what sets your heart on fire. Know what you're interested in doing. And then create a life that allows you to mix your strengths, your interests, and your values together. That is when you will be your most confident self. Because when you live from a place of strength, it boosts your confidence. Yeah. Right. So I'm the fact that confident and killing it literally sits on my strengths and my interests. What am I good at? Communication, emotional intelligence, people skills, things like that. I'm driven. I'm hardworking. I'm creative. Uh, What do I love? I love seeing women win. I love empowering women. I love Mm -hmm. creating space for people to thrive. Mix those things together and you literally get confident and killing it. So every day when I show up, I'm living from a place of strength. And that is a continuous reminder that I am achieving an impact in this world and I have something to offer. And that motivates me to keep going and to do more and be more confident in Mm. myself because I see the results. 
Yeah. Now, if you are stuck in a job that you hate or you're studying a degree that you don't care about at all, what happens is your negative thoughts come into your mind and they go crazy because they're like, you're constantly saying to yourself, I shouldn't be here. I'm not good at this job. They're going to think I'm a fraud, da, 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 failure, 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 all of these kinds of things. And that negativity will play over and over in your mind every single day and seep into other areas in your life. So if you want to be confident, you actually have to set yourself up for success by living a life that is aligned with your strengths, your interests, and your values so that you program your mind to love and support you rather than sabotage you. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, in your own personal experience then, I I love that you mentioned how the work that we do on a daily basis in the sense that how we spend our time, whether that's in our job or uh, in our studies, how we spend our time is so important because what takes up most of our time will ultimately start to tell us more about who we think we are and what we what we should be doing or what we could be doing mm-hmm. in your own experience then because now you you do confident in killing it full time what was your experience before confident killing it with your full-time job and what made you decide then to do confident and killing it full-time so my first job out of uni i absolutely hated i was working for an engineering company in their marketing department and i was selling like caps and plugs and PCB boards and things that go into cars that I didn't care anything about. Mm -hmm. And that actually led me to the most kind of depressive state I've ever been in in my life where I was crying every day. I felt really sad. I was also living alone in Oxford in a town that I didn't know anyone there and things like that. So when I was sitting in that job, I said, you know, there needs to be more to my life than being stuck in a job that I hated. So I started volunteering as a youth leader and that was where I really found my purpose in terms of how well I connected to young people and how well I was able to relate to them and mentor them and help them grow and develop. That's when I really began to see that I had these skills of like being a coach and things like that. So I quit that job in Oxford and I, I realized that I wanted a job that had more impact and purpose. And I really loved working with young women. So I started working at an organization called Girl Effect, which is an NGO that focuses on using media and technology to empower teenage girls in developing countries. So for the past three years, the work I've been doing has actually been work that I love and that I was really passionate about. But At the same time, Confident and Killing It was growing and there was just something in me that started to shift. There was just something in me where it was like I was getting more excited working on my own thing than I was showing up to work, sitting Mm -hmm. at a desk all day. You know, I wanted, there was a freedom I wanted to be able to dash here and dash there and do this and decide how I want to spend my day that all of a sudden this nine to five job Mm -hmm. was just felt really claustrophobic. So I battled with it for a couple of months until I realized that the pain of staying in that job was getting way too much than the fear of, you know, jumping off the cliff into my own business and maybe landing flat on my bum, you know? But I just thought this is where the confidence comes in. Like, I just knew that I will always bet on myself. Like, Mm. whatever I decide to do, I know I am going to be successful because... I have the resources, I have the skills, I have the talent, and I have the drive and the hard work. 
So things might not always go according to plan and they mm. might not go how I see it. Like 2020 definitely didn't go how I saw it in my head. <laughs> I don't think it did. But, <laughs> It's the kind of thing where even if it doesn't go according to plan, I know I can be adaptable to whatever situation I am in. So in December of 2019, I decided to quit my full-time job. And when I did, I didn't even have any clients lined up. I didn't even have a business plan. I didn't have anything, but I just knew I needed the headspace to just Mm. think creative because the thing about when you're in a nine-to-five job and you're doing your side hustle it's so difficult to like just have space for your brain to breathe you know so I literally the moment I quit my job and I went on holiday I came back in January ready to get things done like I mapped out my business plan literally in the space of four hours created all my pitch decks like all the ideas just kept flowing all the doors just started opening people started contacting me about this and this and that and everything just took off because I had taken that risk to yeah. bet on myself and I really believe you will always get a reward when you bet on yourself yeah because you finally aligned with what you truly needed and it's like when we stand in our own way we block what is meant to be for us but as soon as you're like I now need to honor that feeling I need to honor that need I need to honor my purpose now it opens the door to all the opportunities I love that you touched on that word purpose I think especially in this day and age it can be such a buzzword What is purpose to you? How do you define purpose? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So, um, and I'm, I'm a person of faith and I think purpose is living for something bigger than yourself. So Mm -hmm. whether you're a Christian or not, it doesn't really matter. Purpose is always about something bigger than just who you are. Mm. right now in this moment so for example when I was feeling super insecure about my body and stressing about this and stressing about that that was just me in a bubble of me 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 and me everything Mm. evolved around but how I got over my body insecurities was realizing that there is more to my life than my physical appearance yeah there is more to my mind than my negative thoughts trying to sabotage me so for me purpose really means there is more to your life than just you as an Mm. individual and it's about you know that ripple effect that impact of what you can bring to the world essentially so also the reason why i mentioned my faith is because my faith really helped me with my confidence in terms of I had to ask myself, like, what does God say about me, Mm. right? Who does God say I am? And Mm. that was where I got a really strong sense of identity. Like, I know I'm not here by by mistake. I know I was created to do amazing things. So what does my creator say about me? That's the definition I want to take on board and run with. Yeah. You know, because the the one you want to adapt. Exactly. The world will tell you so many different things about who you are, especially if you're a black woman, right? The Mm, world will tell you, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And if you do not know what your creator says about you, you're going to listen to everything that the world is saying. And that might not necessarily be the most healthiest thing for you. 
So really understanding what my identity was, what does God say about me? He created me. So if he says I'm wonderfully made, then I am. If he says he has a plan for me and he's created me to do amazing things in this world, that's my purpose to do those. Yeah, that's amazing. 100%. Because we live in the society that basically tells us who we're supposed to be and who we are. And it's so easy for us to take it on because it is constant. It is a constant echo chamber of this, who you're supposed to be. And especially as you said, like a black woman, there are so many limitations that's been put on us. So many times that we take that on as part of our identity and it's not, it's not who we're supposed to be. And so, like you said, it's so important that we understand who we're supposed to be. And I speak to my friends all the time. And I always say, before you try to pursue purpose, let's figure out this identity because once you have clarity on who you are, you know why you're here and what you're supposed to do. Like you said, you know, your strengths, your interests and your values. When Mm. you know who you are, then understanding the reason of your existence becomes so much easier because you're like, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I value. This is what is important to me. And then you're like, okay, now we move, you know? And so... Absolutely. And that's another thing that confirmed my purpose for me was looking at your strengths, looking at your interests and finding alignment between the two things. That's Mm -hmm. your power circle. That's where your purpose really lies, where your strengths and your interests align. So when I saw that my strengths and my interests align through confident and killing it, I knew this was what I was meant to do in the world. And that's how you can find your purpose. So if you're like, if you're listening to this and you're not a religious person or you're not a person of faith and you're like, oh, I don't get this God stuff, okay. But Mm -hmm. look at your strengths, look at your interests, look for the synergies where that alignment exists and then live from that place of alignment. And that is where you will find your purpose. Absolutely. Let's take it back because one of the things that you said that's helped you with your confidence is realizing that you are adaptable and you had made, like we said, 2020 was nothing like we, anyone had imagined. No one, I don't think anyone could have prepared for what came with 2020, but you had a business plan. You had mapped it out. This was the year. This was supposed to be your first year doing full-time confident mm-hmm. killing it and I'm pretty sure that you didn't imagine it to go the way that you mm-hmm. the way that it has mm-hmm. but you have made it work yeah how have you managed to pivot in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. it's honestly it's all a mindset thing it is mm. literally all a mindset thing when the pandemic happened so my business plan was all about like in-person events speaking workshops those kinds of things so when the lockdown happened and all of my bookings started getting cancelled, literally all of them, I was literally getting cancellation email after cancellation email after cancellation email. And it was just like, each one was just like a blow to my chest every single time. And it really, really hurt me. It really, really broke me. Like I cried some ugly tears. You know, when you're in the shower, I don't know why shower tears. The shower shower tears hit deep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it really did break me. And especially when I reached out to them to be like, okay, but can we take it online? Everyone was just like, no. Like right now, Mm. everything is just shutting down. down yeah so what i did was i said okay you guys can take away the opportunities that you had for me but i fundamentally believe that opportunities are in abundance and mm. i'm going to create my own opportunities 
So I started running my own masterclasses like twice a month. I created a webinar series called Killing It as an Entrepreneur because I realized like I'm an entrepreneur and I'm freaking out at this and I'm a confident entrepreneur. Imagine other women who are not as confident as me going through this right now. They need support. So I created this series of webinars to help women and it was literally like every two weeks you know, on a Sunday night at 7 p.m., 300 women each time coming on Zoom, having really great discussions, having a great panel. And when all these other brands and organizations that had canceled saw all the great stuff I was doing, all of a sudden they started getting back in touch. That part. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I'm I'm not even going to be shady or, you know, like, say like how dare they do that they should have believed in me in the beginning it is what it is it is it's business it's nothing personal it's nothing personal right they Mm. needed confirmation somehow somewhere that this could work via zoom because the first thing people always ask like how do you get the energy across and da 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 you know Mm. and it's really down to the host to do that and because of the alignment that I live in, my energy is contagious. So yeah. when I'm on a Zoom call, it could be Zoom, it could be in person, you will still get that same experience. But I needed to do that on my own first for people to see, and then they came on board. So, you know, a lot of people complain like, oh, people don't want to take a chance on me. People don't want to do this. People don't, like, take a chance on you've, yourself. On yourself. You've got to show up for yourself before you, you expect anybody yourself. else to show up for you. Exactly. You have to show up for yourself before you expect anyone to show up for you. So that's what I did. I showed up Mm. for myself. How was I able to do that? My negative thoughts were telling me my business is done. This is over. There's no way I'm going to bounce back from this. And I literally had an image in my head of a graph that went January, February high, and then just March, it crashed all the way down. And it didn't never pick back up. It was just a straight line down from zero all the way down the end. And because of all the work I've been doing, when negative thoughts come into your mind, you have two choices. You challenge it or you accept it. Yeah. I will always challenge a negative thought. I'm not saying your mind always has to be positive. Absolutely not. You will have negative and positive thoughts coming in and out. But don't be so quick to believe the negative thoughts. So... I challenged it. I said, is this what I want for my life? Is this what I want my story to be? That COVID hit and my business crashed and I couldn't pivot and pick back up and that was the end of me. No, that's not the story I want. Okay, what is the story I want? Mm. I want to see growth. I want to see, okay, it crashed in March, but April, May, June, I want to see baby steps coming back up above zero and growing consistently. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And so I drew out the second graph that went up and I put it on my vision board and I wrote myself a little note on top that says, whatever goes down must come back up. You are unstoppable. Yeah. That's what I put. And so every single day when I'm getting up, I'm looking at that note that says, whatever goes down must come back up. Mm. Now, a lot of people, and this is where resilience comes in. Resilience is a mindset. Resilience is perspective. I could have gotten stuck in that graph ending at zero and that being the end, but I didn't. I said, that's not the story I want. So don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you do want. 
And so that's what I did. I focused on the life I wanted, on the story I wanted, and it began to happen. You know, I didn't even like, now a lot of my business is just coming into me. I don't even have to send pitch emails anymore. Like I, I don't even have to do that. Mm. All this work is just coming into me. And I think that could only happen because of the hard work and the drive and the determination that I had to show in those early months to show myself and the world that I am somebody you want to bet on. Yeah. And exactly what you're capable of. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how my business has grown. And I've, I've never experienced this ever in my whole life, like this growth and the brands that, and the organizations that are getting in Mm. touch with me now are brands that I didn't even envision myself working with in the first year. Like I had them on my wish list, but I was like, oh, maybe a two. Yeah, like the times. <laughs> yeah, like the time yeah. was not even on my radar, you know? Mm. And so it's just been so incredible to see how the growth and I'm, yeah, I'm just so grateful. It's what happens when, like you said, you focus on what you want versus what you don't want. And I think it's so easy for us when something happens or, you know, when we find ourselves in a bind, it's so easy for us to go, actually, well, I can't do it. It's over. It's done. And we draw the line and we just accept it. But like you said, we have to be able to challenge, not just ourselves, but challenge the situation. Like, okay, I understand what my brain's saying. I understand what my negative thoughts are saying, but Mm -hmm. who am I? It goes back to who am I and what am I capable of? Because I know that this isn't it. This isn't how the story ends. And I completely, I completely hear that. And I completely get that because for me, that has been like, resilience has been the cornerstone of my life. Like there are so many times I felt like this is it. Like, come on, like we're done. This is done. But I'm very much the kind of person where if you tell me something's impossible, I'm just like, hold my whiskey because let's go. Like, just let me take, let me take my gloves off. Let me just, let's get dirty. Let's go into it. Mm -hmm. But that's because of, I have taken the time and I've committed to understanding what I'm capable of. I know Mm -hmm. that I can make something out of nothing a lot of times. And so I've built that reputation with myself where I can have confidence in myself that I can get things done. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times as well, like one of the things that I say about confidence is like you said, it takes practice, but it is also when you build a reputation with yourself that you can do certain things and you write it down or you keep it in the back of your mind. When you build that kind of reputation with yourself, it makes it easier when harder things come to just be like, Mm -hmm. I can do this. Like this is, this is hard. This is going to be difficult, but this isn't above me. You know, how do you encourage people or suggest people to bounce back from what can be perceived as failure or rejection? Because especially in the workplace, whether it's they don't get the job interview or the business has failed or the idea that they had someone else has come and snapped it up. So now they feel like, you know, they're a failure. How can we start begin to even build back that level of confidence in ourselves and build back our self-esteem so that we can move on to the next thing or to the next level. I think it's important to know what our definitions of failure and success are Mm. because failure is not your identity. Failure is an event. It has a start date and an end date. 
that point. So you can feel like a failure, but you can never be a failure because failure can never be your identity. Mm. It's something that happens to you. It is not who you are. Yeah. Okay. So Mm. understanding that very small nuance, but very impactful as well, helps you shift the stories you tell yourself about the failure that has happened. Because that's where the biggest issue is. A lot of people will tell themselves stories about, oh, I failed. Everyone's laughing at me. I'm not good enough. I'm this. This is the end. Don't tell yourself those stories. You've got to change the narrative and actually question, I'm not a failure. Failure has happened to me. Okay, now you have choices. And Mm. also saying failure is not a full stop. No, you know, it's just information. <laughs> exactly. It's not a dead end. It's mm. not, you know, failure is more of like a pothole in the road or, you know, or a detour, that sort of mm. thing. So failure for me is a launching pad to success yeah. because it's important to know what doesn't work as well as it is important to know what does work. Mm. So if you fail at something, it's not the end of the world. It's here to teach you a lesson. And that lesson can be super valuable. And then also looking at, on the other side, what does success mean to you? When you focus success on numbers, you know, what the world says success is, how many followers, how many likes, how much money are you making, those sorts of things, you will always feel insecure and bad about yourself because there will always be somebody with more numbers than you. Always. So my favorite definition of success is Maya Angelou's definition where she says success is liking who you are, liking what you do and liking how you do it Yeah. because it's more of a personal thing. It's success you define on your own terms. Failure you define on your own terms. Exactly. The world doesn't get to say you're a failure if that Mm. was a failure for you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true because especially now we live in the... uh, unfortunately in the Instagram society where, you know, follow accounts and like counts and everyone's uploading their new house and their, you know, their relationships and everything. It's so easy for people to compare themselves to everyone else on the internet because it's, it's not normal for us to have so much access to people's lives constantly on the go on demand. And so it's so easy to get caught up in comparison and that comparison you know, we end up comparing different versions and different definitions of success. And we think it's a one size fits all and it's not. How do we deal with that comparison outside of defining, defining success for ourselves? How do we then practically move into that? How do we practically move into not just redefining the success for ourselves, but also ensuring that we stay away from that comparison trap constantly? Yeah. So I think a lot of people need to realize that life is all about choices. Mm. Life is really all about choices. You are never stuck somewhere. You're not a goldfish that people just pick up and move from ball to ball. Like your life is your responsibility. You Mm. can't necessarily control everything that happens to you, but you can control how you react to the situation. So it's really about what choices are you making in life? If you intentionally go on Instagram when you know it makes you feel bad about yourself or you're following people that make you insecure, but you go there every single day to compare yourself to them, that's self-sabotage. You are intentionally doing that to yourself. 
Now you got to ask yourself, does that take you closer to your goals or further away from your goals? If something takes you further away from your goals, stop doing it. That part. Then it. If Mm. something takes you closer to your goals, do more of it. Mm. Life is literally all about choices. So don't make bad choices and complain about the effect it's having on you. Yeah, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to stop it and do something about it. Now, stopping a bad habit isn't the easiest thing to do, but the way to do it is you stop it and replace it with something else that is healthy. So you don't don't just say, oh, I'm going to cut Instagram for a month. No, you need to cut Instagram for a month and pick up something else. And fill the time. Replace that time Mm. and that is more healthy and positive and whatever it is. So you need to make the choice. Do you want to stay on autopilot? Do you want to stay stuck where you are in life? Or do you want to become the woman or man you want to become? Do you want to love and believe in yourself? You need to take action Mm. to get to the life you actually want. It's not just going to come to you. You need to work for it. Yeah, 100%. Sometimes I feel like I oversimplify it because I'm just, I pretty much always say the same thing. Whenever somebody comes to me with an issue, I'm like, okay, you've got two choices. Mm-hmm. You accept it or you do something about it. Now mm-hmm. I can help you do something about it, but you've got to make that decision. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate things that can be quite simple because it, like you said, it all comes down to our choices. We have to decide who we want to be and how we want to show up. And more importantly, how we want to live our lives because we don't know how long we're going to be here. And so we have to make a decision decision on what that journey and what that story is really going to, going to look like. But people, you know, oversimplify it. I can't do this and I can't do that. And it's like, well, because you haven't made a decision yet or you have made a decision, but you're complaining about the decision that you have made versus making the decision that you know you need to make and you want to make and the decision that serves the higher purpose of who you are supposed to be yeah it's simple but because the kind of society that we live in it forces that victim mindset like I don't really have a choice you know this is the family that I was born in this is all I've known and I'm like Google is free (laughs) (laughs) I think people also, they don't want to confront Mm. the sabotaging things or habits that they do because it's easy to just continue doing it and complain than it is to tackle it head on, face the monster and come out of the other end. People would rather do toxic things than to face the whatever it is and change their habits because change is hard, but to keep doing what you always do and be on autopilot, that's easy, you know? So you have to be awake. You have to see what life can be without that toxic thing and make the decision that that's the one you want to go for. Thanks for listening to Work Thrive, the podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as it allows other entrepreneurial women like yourselves to find the show. Speak soon.